The move of the Spirit must not be lost to this generation. We have a mandate to teach and admonish the body of Christ in the ways of the Spirit and to stir them up to take the power of the Holy Ghost into their world. God is ready to do a new thing. Are you ready? Now it's important as ministers that we make room for the Holy Ghost. It's important as a church that we make room for the Holy Ghost. What he wants. I, you know, I just can't get up in any meeting I've ever done and not talk about these things. Do you know why? Because it's uh, for different reasons. But one main reason is earmark my ministry and the Lord gave me this uh, calling and this mandate to teach the body of Christ about the Holy Ghost and his work in their lives and the move of God in these last days. And um, I'm not saying I'm the only one teaching that. If you're the only one teaching something, then you're probably out on your own, isolated, out there with the devil. (laughs) Because the Spirit of God will move in his body. And there's not just one person with a corner on Revelation. You understand? But, so I know that there are lots of people in the body of Christ today that are talking on these things. And thank God for it. But we all have a part to play. We all have an anointing to bring. We all have been given grace by God to fulfill um, the call on our life. And we all need to be in our place. Can you say amen? Amen. And so being in our place, filling our shoes, so to speak, spiritual shoes. Spiritual shoes. So vitally important in these last days. Not out of place, but in the right place, his place, which is the right place. and And the right time. Can you say amen? Glory be to God. Now, I heard the Spirit of God say, ministers need to make room for the Holy Ghost. A church that wants more of God must make room, must make room for the, the, the move of the Spirit, must make room for what the Holy Ghost wants to do. Well, how do we make room? How are we supposed to make room? What, what, what do we do to make room for Him? Well, we touched on it a little bit earlier. But it is so vitally important, and this is something that I've learned over the years of ministry of watching um, different ministers, including my father and other men of God, is that it's so vitally important to wait on the Lord in your heart. Wait on him and not rush ahead with agendas, not rush ahead with our plans and what we think should be going on. But part of waiting on the Lord, what goes along with that is desiring him. Do you remember what the scripture said in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 1? Paul gets done talking about love. He actually didn't change his subject. He's talking about the manifestations of the Spirit. He's talking about the manifestations of the Spirit. In, verse, and in the chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians, he talks about love. Well, he didn't change subjects. He's still on the same subject. And, you, and understand that love is... God kind of love is so vitally important in order to have a move of God. In order to have the greatest move of God, we have to be walking in his love. Yeah. Yeah. We have to be full of the love of God, operating in the love of God, yielding to the love of God in our own lives personally. Because we're talking, we were talking earlier about that fellowship, right? Well, there isn't going to be a move of God in a place where there isn't fellowship, where there isn't one accord. 
No, we have to be walking in his love. And so Paul didn't change subjects, but he gets over to chapter 14, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1, and he said, follow after love. I'll turn there. You know I can quote it, but I'll just turn there because sometimes we need to put our eyes on it. And desire. Say desire. Desire. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Desire spiritual gifts. Now you'll notice in this verse, The anointing is strong. You'll notice in this verse that the word gifts is italicized. If you have a King James Bible, I'm reading from a King James translation. You'll notice that the word gifts is italicized. And that just means that the translator added the word to bring clarity to the reader. In order to bring greater understanding to help define what was being talked about. So it was added by the translator. It was not in the original text. And if you study it out, actually what Paul was saying here, what is being taught here, it says, follow after love, desire spirituals, and it's plural with an S on the end, spirituals, which if you look it up and study it out, means things of and pertaining to the Holy Ghost. Things of and pertaining to to the Holy Ghost. Well, it's important to note that the things that pertain to the Holy Ghost, things that are of the Holy Ghost and things that pertain to the Holy Ghost, are there's a variety to it. That's not just one way. It's not just cookie cutter. There's so much to the, the ways of the Spirit. There's so much to things of and pertaining to the Holy Ghost. And so he's not just talking about gifts. He's not just talking about the gifts. He's talking about things of and pertaining to the Holy Ghost. And what are we supposed to do with that? Well, we're supposed to desire those things. Hallelujah. Now, you can't desire something that you're not familiar with, can you? You can't desire anything that you don't know about. If you didn't know that your mama was making an apple pie in the kitchen, then you would have no desire for that, would you? And, but if you knew that she was working something up in the kitchen, you could smell it cooking in the oven. You could, and she's been talking about it. And she's been trying to get everybody excited. She has ice cream in the freezer ready to go. Is everybody ready to go get some apple pie? Hallelujah. And, you know, it's been talked about, and you've been thinking about it. What does it do? <laughs> See, it's, you guys are so carnal, you're thinking about food now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But anyways, you've been thinking about it. And you may have been talking about, hey, hey, my mom is making apple pie. Well, what is that? You're, you're creating a desire. There's a desire in there, in you, for that. Why? Because you know that she's making that, that she's working on that. Well, guess what? The Holy Ghost has things that he's working on and wants to do in his body. But you can't desire it if you don't know about it. You can't desire it if you don't know about it. And the problem with the church today is they're living and walking in ignorance concerning the things of and pertaining to the Holy Ghost. <sighs> Hallelujah. Isn't that the truth? Things of and pertaining to the Holy Ghost. Now, for different reasons, there's ignorance. And now ignorance 
we obviously know that doesn't necessarily mean that you're stupid, but it, but it does mean willfully or unwillingly you don't know something. Willingly or unwillingly you don't know it. And the reason why there's so much ignorance concerning the things of and pertaining to the Holy Ghost today is because there isn't enough teaching on it, there isn't enough preaching on it, and there isn't enough demonstration of it. It seems like ever since the early 2000s, it seems like the church has waned in some things and let some things grow uh, cold and go dry. And there has been compromise in the house of God. Compromise concerning the things of the Spirit. There has been an attempt to try to attract the world through ways other than what the Bible said to do. There has been an attempt by pastors and church leaders to try and be entertaining rather than preaching the truth. To grow their ministry rather than growing the kingdom of God. Are you listening to me? And like I said, because of the things, the ignorance that surrounds the, the things of and pertaining to the Holy Ghost, the church has lived in a deficit, so to speak. Has lived without the wonderful things that God has for them. Has, has not been blessed as it should be. Has done without. Has been harmed has been harmed because of these things. Spiritual harm. Spiritual harm. You're listening to me. There, because, of, because of these things, because of choices that have been made, the church has grown weaker. Are you listening? Now, I'm not saying that Jesus Christ and his church is weak. I'm saying in bodies, in churches, there has been allowed other things have been allowed to take the place of what the Holy Ghost wants to do. And as a result, there has been a weakness in the church, in the house of God. Spiritual weakness, spiritual harm. Are you listening to me? I remember something that the Lord showed me back in 2017. I was with a, a group of people and we were praying. And it's, you know, it's so vitally important that we be praying in these last days. And, you know, I heard a minister tell me one time, a friend of mine, she uh, was giving me some good advice on some different things. And she said, I would recommend that you get yourself in a prayer group and pray with that group constantly because that'll develop you spiritually. It's important that you find people to pray with that believe like you do, that you can be stirred up with and not neglect prayer. I remember the Lord said that to me one time. He spoke to my heart and he said, neglect not to pray. Well, does that line up with scripture? Well, the, throughout the scripture in Romans and Philippians and Colossians and Ephesians, the scripture is constantly saying, continue in prayer. Cease not to pray. Praying steadfast over and over and over and over again. Hallelujah. And so the Lord said to me, neglect not to pray. And so I was in a prayer group. Back in 2017, it was the summer. It was, um, I believe it was July or August. 
Seems like it was July. And we were praying along. And all of a sudden, the word of the Lord came to me and spoke some things to me about churches in these last days. And he said that in these last days, because of the compromise that has taken place in so many houses, because of the decisions that have taken place in so many churches, and because of the failure to listen to the voice of God, leaders failing to listen to the voice of God, which are going to be held accountable, there will be churches in these last days that lose their candlestick, that lose their position, that will lose their church. They will lose it. Pastors will lose their church. Uh, communities will lose the church. Are you listening to me? Well, sometimes, and I'll just uh, throw this in here. Sometimes you say things by the spirit of God and your mind hasn't caught up with it yet. Sometimes I'll, I'll be ministering along, the Spirit of the Lord will come on me and begin to prophesy, and I'll say some things, and my head is like, that doesn't make sense, that doesn't seem right, that doesn't seem to line up with what I know and know with my natural understanding. Yet the Spirit of God is saying it. it flows right out. And guess what? The Spirit of God was speaking during this time, and this is what he said, that there would be churches that would lose their candlestick. Well, we just went through a time, 2020, didn't we? The, and I looked it up because I wanted to know just how, how serious it was. And there was the statistics that came out, and I bet you it's even changed since then. But I read a statistic that said one in five churches will close their doors, not just for a little bit, but permanently. So that's 20%. Now, why did they close? Is it the, the plan of God? Is it the plan of Jesus Christ to close doors? No, he said in his word that I will build my church, Matthew 16, and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. So Jesus isn't in the business of closing churches, friend. Hallelujah. But why, why are doors closing? Why have doors closed? Why have churches gone, uh, closed their doors permanently? And shut down because of a failure to follow the Holy Ghost and to follow the word of God, God, and not compromise on the things of God in these last days. Because of a, dis a decision to go with their own plan, their own agenda, their own ideas, and to grieve the spirit of God, it has caught up to so many. Because guess what? Jesus can't have people hindering his move in these last days. He really can't. He needs people in their place. He needs people obedient to his voice. Can you say amen? And so one in five close their doors permanent, more than that, most likely. But I'm, but I'm just saying this to say the spirit of God was dealing with churches. Like I said, the Lord doesn't want to close churches down. But do you think that he was speaking to hearts? Do you think he's been dealing with hearts to repent? You know, that's a word I don't hear very much in the body of Christ today. It's not a word that's preached very much. It's not a word that's talked about very much. But, you know, I looked at the scripture and I found Jesus's very first message. His very first message. Which was what? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
Well, I know that if Jesus emphasized repentance, then his church ought to be emphasizing repentance. Hallelujah. And so because of a failure to repent, because of a failure to stick with the word and to stick with the Holy Ghost and follow the Holy Ghost, churches have been judged. And I pause there for a second because, again, my mind picks up on things and doesn't want to say certain things because the things can be offensive in the flesh. In the flesh. But I learned something a long time ago. You say what I tell you to say or else I'll hold you accountable. <laughs> I'm not going to be held responsible because I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Are you listening to me? So I'll say what I need to say and uh, leave the results up to God. And so judgment fell. Judgment fell. But out of this judgment, I believe there has been a pruning take place because God is getting ready to do a new thing. He's getting ready to do something new in the faith, in the faithful, in the faithful. You know, God is so faithful, but you, we need to be faithful to him. And God's looking for faithfulness in these last days. God's looking for faithful people in these last days. Ha, ha, ha. Hear the Spirit of God say that there's faithfulness that he's looking for. Faithfulness that he's building in you and pouring into you, training you to be in that faithful place. I hear the Spirit of God say there's a faithfulness that I'm developing in you. Oh, and that faithfulness will come as you spend time with me in the word and spend time with me in prayer and stay committed to the call regardless of how you feel or how it has been. Oh, but there is faithfulness that the Lord is developing in his body. Oh, so yield to the, the work and the hand of the Lord who will prune you and mold you and shape you into what he has called you to be. And glorious fruit shall arise and be forthcoming because of obedience and because of faithfulness to the plan of God. I hear the Spirit of God say. Thanks again for joining us today. If you would like to partner with Stephen Overbaugh Ministries, you can visit our website at stephenoverbaugh.com or you can follow us on all of our social media platforms where we continue to teach and admonish the body of Christ in the ways of the Spirit and stir them up to take the power of the Holy Ghost into their world.